I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Panthers defeat the Storm, 38-4. to Clinical, clinical, clinical. We are watching greatness. That's all, that's, this, that's all this has said this week, is we are watching greatness. We're watching 17 players go into a prelim, and honestly, you didn't see a hint of nerves. Like some people, what is bizarre and so incredible about this Penrith situation is I almost feel like all the pressure is on the Broncos going into this grand final. Like, is there really that much pressure on, on the Panthers? Is anyone sitting here going, oh, if they don't do this, then, you know, there's going to be huge ramifications or whatever. Whereas on the Broncos side of things, and I, look, I'm not saying they have more pressure, but with Broncos, you go, oh, did they just miss their opportunity? They lose Flegler, Herbie, it's very hard to get to a grand final. This Panthers side, you go, okay, if they lose that 80 minutes, they're going to be there or thereabouts next year. Uh, it is stunning how little pressure or chat is around this Penrith side. And that's all due to the fact that these guys are ice cold, honestly, ice cold monsters on the field. It is incredible. I agree. All the pressure's on Brisbane. Mm. All of it. It's what? <laughs> I've never thought about it until just then. Mm. But yeah, I have, I know what I, you, you even said it before, we know what we're going to get out of Penrith. It just depends what happens with Brisbane. And you're right, mate. If they miss this opportunity, you lose a couple of really key guys there. All the pressure's on them. Yeah. Renault's last two years of rugby league, probably two or three, max. <coughs> oh, not max, but two or three. There's an argument to go, well, grand finals are hard to make, whereas Penrith play so freaking consistently, so good, you can always guarantee a grand final at least in the next three years. Mm. I read out some stats, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, around, I think it was the week before, about Penrith's completion rates in finals games over the last three to four years. After 30 minutes of this clash, they were 17 from 17. At half time, they were completing at 95%. Oh. After 60 minutes, they were 32 of 33 completed sets. They are unflappable. They, they ended on 87 with a few late errors or whatever, but game was dead and buried. How so, the hell do you beat that? Like, well, so 60 minutes in, they're at 95% pretty much. Yeah. We've never seen this before. We've never seen this before. Like, think about this. The Melbourne Storm with guys like Cameron Smith, 
Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater never went back to back. We're witnessing three in a row, four grand finals in a row, potential, like, sorry, three potential wins in a row, four grand finals in a row. Even immortals couldn't put this together. We are, I don't even think we're really appreciating the greatness we're witnessing. And keep in mind, too, like, before they started this four year run, like, they missed the finals the year before. Yeah. They had one origin player, Cleary. Yeah. They got rid of James Maloney. I think that that last game of 2019 was when Cleary put the cleaners through the Knights. Yeah, didn't four he? tries. Yeah, four tries. What a, what an ominous yeah. last game of like we all didn't witness. We all didn't realize we were witnessing. Actually, I remember that game specifically because I think I gave Cleary like a man of the match or put his stats up or just celebrated Cleary. And the amount of people like, oh, it's just the Knights. Like they're a blow tier side. You know, blah blah blah. Which is you know fair enough. At the time, no one knew that Cleary would do it. But what an ominous. Entry into the Cleary era and the Panthers era wasn't a bad Supercoach afternoon if you care. Kempe. <laughs> was yeah. it a record? It was right up there at the it? time. It was, uh, but yeah. it's been towed up since. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> dark day for Supercoach when that gets towed up. Tell me about it. <laughs> what were you going to say, Matty? Nah. NRL fantasy or something? No, I was going to say, it, I thought I had a better stat than I did. but it's yeah, Fuck, you looked excited when <laughs> yeah, I first saw you. Nah. What, what, what stat did you think you have? And then read out the stat that you fucking... So I, re- <laughs> I read it on Twitter, but whoever, whoever oh, had God. it on Twitter got it wrong. It was the equivalent of Manly this year uh, winning the next four comps. But then I did. I looked and it, it wasn't the case. It'd be like the Roosters or the Eels or the Cowboys, which is still pretty cool winning the next four comps. Like oh, Penrith because- in 2019. But Being the, into the next four grand finals, sorry. But the Roosters made the finals. Panthers didn't make the finals that year. Yeah, I, I don't know. So it would be Cowboys? Manly. Sorry, it'd be, it'd be... Sorry, no, you're, you know what? You know what? I've completely I can't believe this. Rugby League Twitter's got one wrong. No, they got it right. No, they got it right. They got it right. They got it right. I got it wrong. Sorry, okay. I'm going to decide if I'm going to cut this out later. Manly, Manly, if Manly win... If Manly are in the next four grand finals, it'd be the equivalent. Brooksy. We're about to see Brooksy go on a run. Um, before we move on, uh, anything else good to add there, Matty? Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to cut all this out. No, don't cut it. Don't cut it. Don't no, cut I'll it. Leave it. I'll leave it. If ever there's been a bigger case for timestamps, you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, like, what we're watching here. Have we ever had a father-son grand final before? Or? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we've all had Barry Crockers. We've all had Barry Crockers. Um, but again, it puts into perspective what we're watching here. And... We say it all the time, but this isn't an old side. This isn't a side where you're going, ooh, they're at the end of their career. This is a young side. I think it's the, still the second or third youngest in the competition, maybe fourth if you want to be generous. Yeah, and like when you hear, you know, like I was, I was listening to, you know, the, all the post-game conversations and everything and talking about, oh, their experienced players stood up. Their experienced players are fucking four years younger than me. <laughs> no, it's wild. I'm it's just wild. sitting there going, what? What's going on here? Yeah. It is wild. I just, it is truly phenomenal. And I, I think that that back-to-back Roosters almost, and rightly so, like it was incredible what the Roosters did, but it, it desensitised us to how hard this really is because it happened so recently. We go, oh, Roosters went back-to-back. Okay, Panthers go back-to-back. But I mean, Roosters weren't in four grand finals in a row and potentially going into their third um, grand final win. And I know Cooper Cronk was in, you know, four or five grand finals in a way, but as a team, it is truly amazing. Now, as a game, I will say, I will say, the first 20 minutes, or maybe the, not the first 20, but the second, like after the first 10, so 20 of the 30, Storm missed 
huge opportunities that could have made the game slightly different. Clearly, Panthers would have absolutely gone away and you know run away with the game and won the won it. But there was a twenty minute period where they were imperfect and they were on the back foot. But it just again they still won thirty eight to four. You know, like we were just talking about their experienced players. Like you go back to that twenty twenty grand final. The two most experienced players in this team: Josh Mansell, James Tamo. They farewelled both of them after that grand final. Well, wow. that was after losing James Maloney the year before. I think it was. Matty, I think he left twenty nineteen. Like it is phenomenal that they are where they're at. I mean, yeah. When your key half is twenty five, turning twenty six, or maybe twenty six, is just insane. They'll they'll get a bit out of the Broncos get a bit out of the tape from this game because mm. you're right, Kempy. It's like I'm not going to say the final scoreline was f- sort of flattering, but they had their opportunities to storm. Like mm. they, they busted through them a few times. Midway, th- they obviously had the Olam try, which is just soft one on one D from Tungo in that one. But basically, the set after they found themselves down there again, and I think Loyero and uh, Olam bombed a try. Then a couple of sets later, Warbrick made that break down the right edge. They swung it to the left and they had numbers and they bombed that again. So, like, there's cracks there. But I think we mentioned going into the, this game, the, the preview last weekend, you have to be perfect against Penrith and take every single opportunity you can get. Mm. They didn't take any of them, the mm. Storm. They bombed, 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 but they're not perfect. Yeah, There are opportunities there for the Broncos. They'll see them in the tape, but... Again, that was them letting a few breaks and they still won 38-4. There was, a, there was a moment that really I thought just summed up the Penrith Panthers where Harry Grant put in a kick from dummy half and it set up a metre from the dead ball on. The ball, the kick could not have been more perfect. And Isaac Tungo gets the ball back and goes boom, 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 breaks three tackles, gets tackled a metre out. Cam, Cam Munster goes for the one-on-one strip, doesn't get it, mm. and he holds onto the ball. Toto scoots for 15, Cleary sees an opportunity, gets a penalty. Kicks for touch, and then they score in the left corner where you've got Nathan Cleary running at the back of shape of Jerome Luai. Completely mm. flipped the script there. Harry Grant must have been standing behind his post going, 40 seconds ago I forced a line drop out with a perfect kick. Yeah. Now I'm standing here. What? How does this team do this? They just kill you. Like you give them anything. They it's just unbelievable. take it. How good is watching Cleary sweep to the left running off Luai? It's scary because you're like, please don't add that to your game. Do, do you think that... So, like, we know as good as Penrith are, you have to you have to adapt, whatever it is. You can't go with the same game plan every single year and just expect to win. It's not that easy. We saw Melbourne have to, as dominant as they were for 10 years with Smithy and Slater, and they had to change every couple of years mm. because teams would work out their game plans. D- do you think that Cleary starting to sweep left and play both sides of the field is purely as a result of when Luai was out and he had to lift? Or do you think that was do you think it was a conscious decision by both Ivan and Nathan to go, come finals time, mate, that's a bit of a spanner in there and you start playing both sides? Yeah, it's an interesting one because is it Cleary just becoming more confident in his game? You know, the the yarn all year has been, look at these 33, 34-year-old halves just getting better and better. Mm. And I wonder, is Cleary getting to a point where he can just feel the game so much better than he could maybe two years ago? But also, it wouldn't put it past me, Ivan Cleary is a master and he doesn't get anywhere near the appreciation that he should get. We're talking about four grand finals, going to his third um, potential premiership. And I've spoken about it, me and Guru, we've spoken about it a bit. A few years ago when he had those words with Wayne Bennett before the grand final, and at the time, myself and Guru were just like, Ivan, what are you doing, brother? Mm. What are you doing? Going for a sparring, a verbal sparring match with the goat of verbal sparring matches as a coach. 
And then I guess with the advantage of history and hindsight or whatever, you look back and you go, was that calculated by Ivan? Like, because you don't get into these positions by accident. You know, that's something I've definitely learned as I've gotten older. These people that achieve these great things, yeah, there's some luck along the way, but to have his consistent dominance, that's not accident and accident. So it would not surprise me if he's gone, as we get into finals footy, Cleary, uh, Nath, start mm. shooting down that sh- other side because it'll just bamboozle defences. Because when you've got him at the back there, you're going, what the hell? Like, you know, where's Edwards? You know, is Edwards on the other side of the play? You know what I mean? It, it will confuse. And I also think, is it a way to protect Luai? Because if he's out the back there, he could get jammed hard off that. I don't maybe. know. Like, you know, maybe we're overthinking it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, maybe I'm overthinking it as well, but I, like, it wouldn't shock me if he's done the same thing with his two centres. Mm. You just swapped them randomly three weeks ago. Yeah, just mm. randomly. And like, I thought it might be matchup wise for the Warriors game to be able to handle that right edge, mm. but nothing's changed. Isaac Tango's still playing on the right edge. Yeah. He's been a, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'd just love feel to like see. He's on another level yeah. at the moment, Ivan. I'd love to see his, because everything would be calculated. I'd love to see him walk you through basically this is the footage we've seen, this is what we've seen from Critter, because I think it doesn't get enough uh, appreciation. The amount of footage that these coaches watch is just mm. like next level. And so maybe they've got some kind of percentages of we've actually watched Critter on the other side and defensively we leak, you know, X amount of less points or something along those lines because it wouldn't just be a vibe thing. No. It wouldn't just be like, oh, we're just going to put essentially the Dally M centre. We're just going to chuck him on the other side. Uh, watching Nathan Cleary floating down the left side, that's the spot for me. I'd be going at Brisbane. Must oh. worry you. Mate, bloody oath it worries me. <laughs> the whole thing worries me. Penrith Panthers, as I said, I believe this is the best version of Penrith Panthers. And we'll get into the preview, so we'll talk more about the preview, but, mate, it is going to be explosive. Explosive. Anyway. Because part of me wonders if Ivan has just been sitting there last few weeks going, in order to win this comp, we know who we have to beat. Well, interesting. And I know he said that it wasn't the case, it just kind of happened. But 22 offloads by the Broncos? I reckon they're preparing. Oh, what's yeah. going on with that? 100%. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, hang on a sec. That hasn't really been your go-to. I think actually, weren't they the second worst in the comp? And they get to a prelim and they're frigging offloading. It feels like them. these are two heavyweights yeah. that know who they have to be to win this yeah. comp and they've just mm. been preparing for each other. Yeah, and it's like a, it's almost like a boxing match. Like they're fainting each other. Like there's, there's things going on that we can't really see because they're obviously so high level. But it wouldn't, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, Penrith, Penrith going into this game, they would be very, very confident they're going to win. And also, I think they'd be very confident Broncos would get the job done. But we'll, we'll get to the preview. Get to the preview. We're just too, we're too fucking keen. I'm way too horny for this. Um, great. Okay, let's let's talk first. Let's talk first about uh, the the Panthers. Just quickly, twenty three offloads, but the average was ten all year. Jeez, more than doubled. Well, okay, let's get into it. Um, we've spoken about Tyler already. Speak about Luai quickly because I spoke about him a bit the other day. You can hate Luai as much as you want. We can all sit on the internet, say whatever we want about Luai, but this bloke just keeps turning up and lets his actions talk. I know he's got some things and, and said some things and the way he plays sometimes can frustrate people. I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, this bloke with a huge target, like on his forehead, run at me, <coughs> rocks up, gets the job done, in another grand final. You you can talk all you want. This guy just keeps delivering and there's nothing we can say about it. And this is coming from a Luai fan. 
Yeah, you don't have to like him, but you've got to respect him. Oh, my God. I always go back to, mate, they lost that 2020 grand final. They shoved a microphone in his mouth. And he just said, this fucking sucks. I hate this. But we're going to come back bigger and better. That's what everyone says after they lose a grand yeah. final. How many of them come back bigger and better? Mate, even after the game when he was quoted, I'm just built different. Just like, okay, yeah, it's cocky. And you know that he's saying it tongue-in-cheek. He doesn't really think that. Mm. But it's just like, that's huge words to say heading into a grand final against one of the most explosive forward packs we've seen in a long time. To go, yeah, I'm built different. Like, <laughs> But he'll probably deliver because that's all he has done at club level is just deliver, deliver, deliver. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And like, like obviously he's coming back from injury and he's like obviously not sweet. Like they carried... J- they carried Cogger on the bench and made P- Mitch Kenny play mm. the full 80. Like, yeah. he is obviously not sweet. Oh, you could tell he's, he's not just, sweet. Even by the yeah. way he holds his, his arm, you can tell that he's, like, got it in he's a... He's just so tough. Came he's, off 22 minutes early, like, yeah, clearly yeah, there was yeah, concern. Absolutely. I, as I said in the Packer Up Boys on Friday, I was like, I'll be shocked if he gets through this game and it doesn't pop out. But what do we know? Once again, this Penrith Panthers system of getting blokes back on the field and getting them through... I mean, no one even talks about it anymore. Cleary needed a shoulder reconstruction last year. And he played the rest of the year and won a grand final. God. It is like Dylan Edwards, broken foot the year before. It is just phenomenal. And the, like the mindset that this Panthers system has got these boys in, like this isn't just physical. Like this is a mindset that's unbreakable. Unbreakable. I think it's so interesting when you have a look at their three premierships. Like the first one was just one-off defense. Mm. Like during that final series in particular, their defense was just incredible. The next year, it's a bit more attacking, a bit more expansive. Appy Curacao, these sort of guys. Appy leaves, and they have to completely transform. Appy and Kikau leave, mm. and they have to completely transform how they play and how they go about their footy. Are they more dominant? Mate, they're, they're um, what are they, 70 to 10 is their final score <sighs> this year? 70 to 10. And they've played two top four teams. Yeah, fuck, unbelievable. Okay, individual efforts. Um, we talked about Fisher-Harris. Uh, what, one thing on Fisher-Harris I wanted to add. I've loved the, the, the evolution and the, and the chats we have around these ball-playing locks. Uh, and I know it's a front rower, but there was even, I think it was uh, To'o's first try. First try, try yeah. His first second try. And the pass that Fisher-Harris throws out the back, I think it might have been Cleary. Yeah. You just go in like... That, that was perfect as well. Mm. And you never talk about James Fisher-Harris for his ball playing. Yeah. But yeah. he notches that up as well. Yeah. Scary too, because like, if he does add that to his game, imagine how many yeah. quick play the balls he's going to get. Because <laughs> he's just going to hold the ball in two hands and Far go. Far out. Um, and that's, again, that's a, another thing with this mindset of this Panthers side. Even though they've had all this success, they all seem still hungry to become better versions of themselves. Very easy for all these players to go, you know what? I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labour. Like, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm already one of the best in the, go- the comp at what I do. But every year, it seems like they're all adding things to their game. Um, you know, we literally just spoke about Cleary now sweeping around that, that side more regularly, adding to his game. Critter, his defence has gone to a whole other level this year. Um, Dylan Edwards, I think his ball playing is actually getting substantially better than it was only two years ago. Big shout to Dylan Edwards. I, th- I think he's actually had a, a bit of a quiet year compared to last year. But what I've loved about his work this year, his decision-making on when to take that tough carry, it's almost second to none. The amount of times you're like, ooh, Panthers look under a bit of pressure here. And then Edwards takes a carry and he might bump a tackle or mm. get a quick play of the ball. And then just momentum rolls on from there. 
it's almost second to none from a fullback. And it's and his carries too, like very few of them are 15, 20 metres. They're 11, but they're a quick 11. Yeah, yeah, And that absolutely. just turns the leg speed and the momentum is just thrown well, completely. Sometimes you don't want, like, sometimes go, oh, yeah, they made they made 15 metres and 10 of it was post-contact. It's like, yeah, but that's a slow play the ball. Yeah. And you just sit there going. You're getting carried for five. You're getting put down. And yeah. yeah, it sucks. So you, the next guy that's running the ball gets absolutely jammed. Sometimes it's better to get to run five metres but get a quick play the ball because then the next guy gets a, yeah. um, you know, gets him behind the ruck. I think Tungo is going to be really interesting because, you know, mixed bag – I wouldn't say mixed bag because I still think he played well. But now he's got that out of his system. Tungle in a grand final at centre, there's something special about that. Especially, he's almost like a similar-ish player to Staggs to a degree. Obviously, he gets through more work than Stag does on a regular basis. But that explosiveness, mm. remember that try he scored against the Melbourne Storm mid-year, late-year, down in Melbourne, where yep. he bumped like uh, Warbrook, Warbrick jammed in on him, bumped him, scored or whatever. I think that there might be a, a play in this game where we see that same strength from Tungo. Got it out of his system now. He's going to feel comfortable. He's going to be back in the, in the rhythm of things. I can't wait to see him in a grand final at centre. You're quite often fine with him. And, like, you look at that game the other night, like, he, he got absolutely shown up that, on that play. But then, And it's happened to him a few times over the last two years. It was a game against Newcastle. I think it was end of last year. Dango guy gave him a bath in the first 10 minutes. Mm. And then after that... Mm. Isaac just absolutely torched him for the rest of the game. He scored a try himself. He set up a few for Taylor May. His bounce back from, from poor moments mm. is huge. And I agree. I think he's going to be massive this week. And you think about him, he's played less than 50 games of first grade. Mm. And if they win this week, he'll win a premiership as a left under right side. Yeah, I was going to say, what, so he played last grand Can you get his stats up from the last grand final? And he was on the other side, wasn't he? Yep, left so he was center. on the, the left side. And that was, so the left side, that would have been... Jerome side with kick out. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Going to be oh, so this side. He's this time he's got. Remember he ran the decoy all, all year. night long, in in that game as well. I'd love to know what his stats are. Uh, two try assists. Grand two, final. Yep. Two line break assists. Two tackle breaks. Hundred nine meters. <laughs> Six tackles. Yeah. Doesn't even get talked about, mate. He's played less than fifty games. He debuted as a back rower and he could win a comp at left and right centre. And like. Two tries in the grand final it's in your first grand final. And, and essentially your first year of rugby league. Yeah. In NRL, sorry. Oh, my God. You mentioned earlier Herbie versus Tungo. Oof. Stags versus Critter. Oh, That's, again, and it's no disrespect to the Eels last year. They had an incredible four-pack. But when you looked at that back line, is, was it, the matchup wasn't as, I guess, uh, even. Yep. Uh, whereas when you look at this like roster across the board, it is just like... Unbelievable player up against unbelievable player up against. You know, everywhere you look, there is a battle for the ages. It is so, so exciting. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to see Tungo. And I, I, I do think it's smart for, for the Panthers risking playing him a week early to get him that under his belt, just that game out of his way. I think that if they didn't play him, we may have seen a missed tackle in the grand final, like what we saw in the prelim. Whereas I think after that 80 minutes, Tungo, and we saw him. He eased into the game. He was all good. I think that now he's got that butterflies out of his stomach. He should mm. be sweet. Well, he'd want to because I think he's got one of the biggest challenges in rugby league coming his way on Sunday. Oh, crazy, crazy. Cannot wait. Two tries this in a grand final, your first grand final as a youngster. Doesn't even get spoken about. Um, it will be interesting next year with Critter leaving if Tungo becomes like the critter of the team, if you know what I mean. 
if he's the go-to guy for the big plays. They reckon that uh, Taylor May is going to come back as a centre. A centre. Yeah. I think Taylor May even said he wants to play centre. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see which side he plays. Uh, who, who else stood up for you guys for the, the Panthers? Uh, well, like we've already spoken about the halfback, obviously, so no need to go any further there. But I, I thought Liam Martin and Scotty Sorensen were tremendous as well. Mm. Liam Martin probably had a few more stats that favoured him. He had that big play. Like, mm. think about that that try that he set up. Like, <laughs> it wasn't just anyone he palmed off and mm. put him in the dirt. It was Cam Munster. Oh, no. Far out. Like he just made, and that that wasn't that wasn't a set <sighs> player or anything. That was like Jerome Lloyd got the ball in the left tram line, span, mm. and ran back and floated the ball to him. And he just put man Cam, Cam Munster under the ground like that. Like yeah, Munster's ever missed a tackle like that in his career. Very rarely, very rarely. Mate, I've seen him do it twice ever. Mm. Matty Timoko last year in the oh, finals. Yeah. Liam Martin mm. this year. And I think like this year, it was a lot to do with. I think he'd taken like four runs the set before, mm. and so he's just doing anything, trying anything to get them back in the game, and he's like gassed, fatigued, and that's what happens. They like. I wonder whether, you know, like. Does Liam Martin identify that? Does he? I, I know it was a Luai coming back around and it gave him a ball off the cuff. But, yeah, as soon as you, they, you get fatigued or there's a person in your line that's just slacking off a little bit or tired, they just hit you every time. Boom. Right exactly where they need to land, boom, they land there. You no, know, I thought it was interesting on that play, and I, I'm pretty sure you, you, you can all go back and double-check it yourself, but Jerome Luai's floating across the field. Just inside Liam Martin was Nath Cleary. Mm. Luai still made the decision. No, that's the mm. guy that needs the ball here. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit, Luai, for his how his role in that team. Uh, another guy, Spencer Lino, I thought he did a really good job when he came on. Yeah. Really, really good job through the middle there. Had 10 runs, 105 metres, four tackle breaks, 11 tackles, and he did all of that in 32 minutes. It's not bad. You know, I, like, I think he is such a good player, and I want to say so bad, geez, they're going to miss him. Mm. Are they? Yeah, cool, They'll find someone. They'll find, They'll someone. find someone. And I don't mean any disrespect, Spencer Lino. I love him. I think he's going to be a great signing. But fuck, who have they missed? No. Haven't missed Appy. They haven't missed Kickow. They haven't missed Matt Burton. Mm. Matt Burton. Oh, fuck. Forget about Matty Burton. James Tamu, Josh Mansell. Like, the list goes on and on. They're not missing any of these guys. You just know they're going to find someone yeah. coming off the bench to do his job. And, like, and it feels like they haven't, like, Yes, they went and got Hoskin, they went and got Garner, but it's not like, like they haven't even gone to market and gone and brought a rep player yet. Yeah. Could you imagine if they did? <laughs> well, it's out. wild that they haven't. Well, there's whispers that even I think Terrell May was trying to get yeah. there, which was like... Imagine right. if they would have got him. Oh, my You see him play reserve grade oh yesterday? Jesus oh Christ. <laughs> he was a joke yesterday in reserve grade. He was so good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I can't wait to see Spencerlini's career, like when he goes to the Roosters. Like, how is he going to be used? Is he going to be, you know, longer minutes, you know, all that kind of stuff? I will say, though, that they may struggle to replace a player specifically to him, but I think that they'll create systems that pick up for that. If you know what I mean? So, for example, Api Korosau moves on. So they're so intelligent with the way they handle their game plans. They go, all right, well, we'll get Mitch Kenny in there and we just need to lean heavier on other players. And so maybe that's what they're going to try to do with Spencer. Are going to say the oh, same thing? Maybe. Yeah, okay. Sorensen? No, I, I, I was thinking Sorensen. I, I was going to say that maybe, while it'll be hard to move Sorensen from the edge, they've got Hosking there, they've got Garner there. Maybe one and two become the 80-minute edge and Sorensen goes back to that middle bench trial where he plays 45, 50 minutes. Mm. I've heard that Ivan thinks... He could turn Alamotti into that sort of player. Ooh, that's a great shout. I, I love it. I love that. Watching him all this year, I'm mm. going, I, I just thought he was a bit, just in a bit of an Adonis out there and a bit slow. And I just thought, you could turn this bloke into a good bench forward, middle. Yeah, because like he's got, 
speed like straight but sometimes laterally defensively he struggled a little bit mm. so if you beef him up a little bit more and you just go mate we just need 30 minutes out of you oh. <coughs> rate it oh my god and he's you know he's he's not necessarily ball playing but as a center you've got to at least have a tip on yep oh that's scary him through the middle there with that explosive like physique because he's big and as you said the key to it is 25 minutes yeah just 30 minutes mate 25 minutes we need you to go out there and just go skits because yeah. then you, you take all the the thought out of their heads like they don't need to worry about yeah. you know all they need to do is when i get on there i'm flat track and then i just get taken off yeah Real and i simple. mean like, like you even have a look at this squad right now like even the guys that didn't make the team like hosking isn't playing at the moment like eisenhuth every time he comes in he's tremendous mm. <laughs> peachy's been unreal this year they're not even picking Peach. <laughs> the great Peach. Um, game plan wise, I, I just loved the fact that as soon as they got, you know, Storm almost seemed like you could tell Storm were making a point of we aren't going to let you do anything grubby to us, dirty to us, or push any line. And Panthers just went, yeah, sweet. Well, we aren't taking a backward step either. And I love, I love that about the Panthers is that they just don't allow. They'll fight you wherever you want to be fought. If you want to go as dirty as possible, we'll go all the way down there. If you want to go as you know high as possible, we'll go there as well. But their ability to do that, but keep but smartly, you know what I mean? Like they just do it in such a smart way that you can't really ping them for certain things. Whereas we'll talk about it. I felt like the Storm did it not smartly. Like some of the players, you're like, bruh, that is not, who does that help? Like I get it, it's aggressive and you want to take keep players out. That's part of rugby league. I love it, but got to be done in a smarter way. Whereas I think... The Panthers are really smart about the way... I mean, you could even say sneaky to a degree, but they're just really smart about the way they do things. I thought it was an unreal moment. I think it was uh, Taruva scored a try, and I, I actually didn't notice it live, but someone sent me a still of it, and you can see the boys celebrating the corner, and then just at the bottom of the screen where the score is, Nelson's standing there, and you can see Mitch Kenny go and find him. Mitch Kenny grabs him and like shakes him up, and I just thought, oh. it's the smallest guy on the field, yeah. it's the biggest guy on the field, but Mitch Kenny could not give a flying fuck. And that's that, that's that like smart, sneaky way. Yeah. Because like, the try scored, you're not going to get a penalty for that, but it's just yeah. as, it pisses you off just as much as a, <laughs> a late push to your seven. You know what I mean? And so it's just that, like, this Panthers side, they're not angels. Like, these are rugby league players. Like, they're there to win fucking matches and they're there to dominate the opposition. Well, just, yeah, sorry, man. I was just going to say, just that smart, sneaky way to get Nelson going skits. Yeah, Penrith winning 13 plus every week and blowing out all these score lines is boring and it sucks. But watching this, like, rugby league poetry in motion that is this near perfect rugby league team in Penrith is so enjoyable. Oh, mate. Wasn't it? I just thought this weekend was just like watching that game, it felt like you were watching. Melbourne versus anyone six years ago. And Penrith have just completely flipped it and they're Melbourne now. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good – like, they're, they're, the, they're the dominant Melbourne still. And, like, people, you know, blow up about it, but, like, watching Nath in that game, he was having the same control as what Cam Smith used to for Melbourne yeah. in those games. It's a good point. It's a really good point. And, at like, obviously they haven't had the longevity that Storm had. But, again, even Storm didn't go back-to-back the way – you know, the Panthers are. They're about to go back to back to back, potentially. Um, anyone else stand out for you guys in the uh, Panthers side? There was one other moment I wanted to talk about in this game that I thought was wild. Now, Nathan Cleary, he, he put up the bomb and Nick Meany caught it one foot in the in goals. And as he ran back to the 20 metre to take the tap, mm. oh, yeah. Liam Martin pushed him. Oh, my God, this is crazy. And Nathan Cleary, just like that, went, oh, got to stop this, got to slow it down. Liam could get in trouble here and challenged it. 
went upstairs and he had his foot half in the air. I don't know if Nath was actually aware of that or I don't know if Nath just assessed what mm. was happening with Liam Martin and went, this could be a professional foul hill if he's pushed him. I'm not sure how it all played out, but the way that you just, if you're Melbourne, you're just sitting there going, what is this? In, in the commentary, they reckon that Critter came storming and goes, his foot wasn't down. Or, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, whether or not that's it, that's what it looked like on field. <coughs> Huge turning point in the game there. So that was like, when I say turning points, they're obviously always pretty comfortable, Penrith, but the back end at first half, Melbourne had their chances. They didn't really um, complete them, but that would have been a sitting bin mm. more than likely, probably Liam Martin. And then what happened? And then took off and one of the Storm players wasn't back behind the 20. So it slowed up that little bit more. Mm. Uh, that was a big moment because then went back, just slowed up the entire game, didn't it? The sim bin didn't occur. Huge. Oh, it's a huge call. If that's true that Critter made that call, mm. it's one of my pet peeves in rugby league where you see teams consistently fuck up challenges. For Penrith to just have the confidence to back their centre in, it would have been what, <laughs> yeah. 30, 40 metres away from the ball? It's the greatest captain's challenge of this year. It's yeah. He was 10 centimetres off the off the ground, that one foot, 10 centimetres. And so it probably was Critter because he prob- maybe he had a good angle of it. And also Critter obviously catches so many balls at training and that you, you get a good eye for mm. when a foot's down and when it's not. But yeah, one of the, like talk about, again, you don't get, you don't talk about this, this intelligence of this Penrith side, but to make that call, because like, a lot of captains would have said, you know what, Critter, it's not a big play, you know, we'll just do it. But to think quick enough to go, actually, if this is right, we save a man 10 in the bin. Yeah. If this is wrong, well, we're going to lose him anyway. So we may as well just risk that. Like, think about how Smith... I wouldn't have thought of it that quickly. Th- that's how ice-cold Cleary is, to think that quickly, to go, holy shit, we've got to make a play at this because if it's right, we get a guy on the, to stay on the field. If it's wrong, he goes. Is that, that, that is such a smart, quick play. That, oh, far out. I just mentioned before, like, about how it felt like to me Nate Cleary was in control like Cam Smith used to. And The moment that summed it up for me was when... Isaac Tungo got to the in goals, Brian Toto scooted, and then Nathan Cleary jumped in dummy half. And he saw they were offside. He scooted, yeah. and all he did in contact was look at the referee yeah. and go, you know they're offside, yeah. I know they're offside. Make the call. And people will blow up, oh, the refs do this. Bullshit, the best teams win games. Yeah. And End of the fucking story. And, yeah. and even, even if he actually wasn't offside, when Nathan Cleary scoots like that, picks someone out, then stares you down, you blow that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be too scared not to. Mate, it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, I want to give a shout-out to Cleary, like, if you ever wondered whether he has a heart of a champion, you know, they're up by 20 points, prelim, easily could have gone off the field. He was looking battered as anything. His head taped mm. up. You could tell the Melbourne Storm were going, you know what, we're just going to get a piece of flesh wherever we can get it. You know, we just want to get something out of this game. And he could have easily gone, and Ivan as well could have easily said, mate, get off. We do not. I mean, look at the Broncos. They pulled Reynolds, Reynolds off. I can't believe Cleary stayed on Cleary that last Cleary stayed 20. on the whole game. Like, that is what makes him, or a part of what makes him so great, is that the game is done and dusted, but he is so fucking ruthless. He wants to stay on for the last 20 oh. and just put a few more points on or just make your life a little bit harder. There was one point when, when he started, all the blood was rushing out. He said he was walking back through the play of the ball and Nelson like gave him a shovel or something. And mate, the look Nath gave him, yeah. as if to say, who the fuck are you, <laughs> was just wild. Oh, man. I tell you what, this Penrith-Melbourne, I guess, rivalry, it is heating up. Because there was there were definitely 
plays in that game where it crossed the line into just pure dirty tactics. Which is like, again, yeah. I'm okay with it because this is rugby league. Obviously, not something that's like, you know. For example, we'll talk about the Cleary push from Nelson. I'm okay with that because it's just a push. It wasn't like a swinging arm to his head. It's all part of rugby league to get in each other's head. Nelson's probably sitting there going, look, I'm willing to cop this penalty to get in Cleary's head. Um, now, there's a line. If he had a, gone out and swung arm him, whatever, that's like, mate, fucking see you later. Uh, and in a weekend where... Referee's got a lot of things wrong. I thought they nailed that moment. Ma- great call. Yeah. Penalty. Move it's finals yeah. footy. Absolutely. Guys are going to get pushed. If they had have given Tendon them in for that push, like, oh, yeah, unbelievable. And credit to them for, for understanding the moment. Yeah, and under, yeah, un- exactly. Understanding great. the moment because everyone knew what was happening there. It was the biggest bloke on the field trying to get under the skin of the best player in the game. And so the refs know that. We know that. So you go, you know what? Penalty. Let's just keep moving forward yeah. rather than – because it's not going to happen. If it happens again, then obviously you send him for 10, but it's clearly not going to happen again. Even that, like, did it – if he's trying to get in his head, I think it was four all at the time. Yeah, sweet, we'll take the two. Six, four, we're up. Oh, no. Advantage Panthers. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so, yeah. Anyone else, boys? No. Okay. Just a good footy side, Kempi. Great bloody footy side. Now on to the Storm. So brave this year. I really think that they've almost – Overachieved, um, not by a lot. Like I, as you know, before the season started, I said I felt like there were three teams with better squads than them. Um, you'd argue they probably finished third or fourth. I think they've been super gutsy. They've really, I think they have done the Storm jersey proud for the roster that they have. I really do. But I do think after watching that final, they should be extremely disappointed. And I think that this. For a Storm club and for a Storm jersey, just making prelims is not good enough. And I think we saw on the weekend that some pretty substantial changes need to happen with this roster if they want to start challenging for premierships in the next few years. Um, now, if those those uh, those substantial changes may be some younger players that are currently in this roster just getting more experience, another preseason on their belt. I'm not saying that they need to just go and trade everyone out, but I do think that they really need to have a real close look at some key players and moving in either recruitment or basically going, okay, we've got 12 more months with this roster. If it doesn't work, we need a huge clean out uh, because for the, for the storm anyway, because since Cameron Smith, and I hate to say it, I know people don't like to bring it up and it's, it's unfair on this current storm roster because you're comparing it to one of the greatest all time, but they really have not fired a shot in finals footy. Since 2020. Uh, people say it's harsh. It's a harsh reality. It's rugby league. They haven't. Yeah. They really haven't. They haven't looked like either, realistically. Mm. Um, and, you know, like you look at this Panther side, like they could win their third grand final in a row this week. It'd be four if, if, it wasn't, if Cameron Smith retired a year earlier. I think it'd be four. Oh, absolutely. There's no way Storm beat them without Cam Smith. So, yeah, I... I was watching that Melbourne Storm side. Like, Do you, do you both think they are just a couple of forwards away or because I was almost watching them going you've got the hooker you've got the half eight you've got the five eight what would we say the best three things about their game are I would say their running game we all agree mm. yeah. are they too run heavy do we think but they, I just don't think they have the forwards or you think it's just they don't have the forwards yeah, to like, be able to like they're, they're trying to run off slow play yeah. the balls all the time yeah okay and yeah. so I think that if you were to go out and get one or two really good big boppers that get through a lot of work yeah I think it changes everything for them. Yeah, okay. I also think, 
a guy like Nick Meany, who's had such a real, like such a good year for him. You know, he's been so consistent. He'd be in their top three most consistent players of the whole season. But just that extra bit that Pappy offered, they really missed throughout the year, I think. Um, you know, it seems unfair to say to Meany. As I said, I do think he's been super consistent. But just that extra step. I spoke about it a little bit before last game with the Fa'alongo. Maybe he doesn't offer a, the consistency that, that, that Meany does. But just that extra tier. Now, to be clear, they wouldn't have gotten through the Roosters if Meany didn't play so good defensively. But I, I do think that we did see, I guess, just that next step needed to be made and unfortunately didn't really have it. Maybe it's just one poor game, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. sorry, Timmy. And it's as simple as that. They don't have the middles. Mm. And it's been a bit of an issue for them for like, I think, two years now. It's not hindsight hero. We've said it all year. We've seen it all year. We said it from as soon as preseason started that they looked light on for middles. And that's where they need to go to market because for me, not just a lesson reinforced, reinforced time and time again in rugby league this season off the back of the Melbourne Storm side is that, you know, you mentioned they don't have a, probably quite the roster there to have gone into a grand final and gone deep this season. You know, their spine is one of the best spines we've seen in rugby league between Hughes, Munster and Grant. Meany came in and did a terrific job this season, but their forward pack was never there. And, like, you look at – it just really nails down the fact that without a good forward pack, it doesn't matter what you've got out the back or in the spine, they can't do anything. And mm. it's exactly what you said, Campy. They didn't have the speed through the middle. They weren't winning the middle. And these folks couldn't do anything. Like, Cameron Munster, three finals games this season. He had one try assist in three games. That was the kick for Warbrick. Mm. It was, like, sweet, whatever. Zero line breaks, zero line break assists. He's like, you know, if not the best player in the NRL, top three, top five, whatever mm. you want to call it, didn't impact these finals at all, really. Yeah, and he, he's done it at a higher standard. He's done yeah. it at origin. And, and that's where we're going back to sort of Meany a little bit. Question marks around, you know, X factor and, you know, is, does he, can he ta- help take them to a grand final next year, whatever it is. We've seen quiet years from Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster by their lofty standards. Well, Nick Meany's been superb all year behind the exact same pack. Mm. So if he gets a pack that dominates... I don't know. I, th- I think he's had a pretty damn... I, I don't yeah. mind it. Oh, I think he's had a good year. I just think that... I just don't know whether he has that next level in him like a Pappy does. Mm. Um, well, like, no, he's not obviously Pappy. Yeah. Pappy's substantially ahead, but... Oh, it's, it's, as, and it seems... it's Honestly, it seems really harsh because, as I said, like he has been so good for them this year, so consistent, but I just wonder whether... Yeah, what, what? maybe he does. You're right. Maybe it is a forward mm. pack, and I'm happy to hold yeah. if he comes out next year, and you know if Pappy is or isn't back or whatever, and he kills it. But I think it, it says something that Pappy was already squeezing his way into that side after mm. me had such a good year. That yeah, I, I just it's, and also that Fa'alonga was 19th man. So it's going to yeah. be interesting to see whether... I do think there's a spot for Meany in the 17th, for yeah. sure. For sure. I'm just talking about that top, top tier kind of Yeah, stuff. and what, what we've seen with the Storm this season over the past decade, what the argument has been, all right, they've got this very unique roster where they've just gone so heavy on their spine, having this superstar spine. And Craig Bellamy always just finds players to go out and plug gaps otherwise, uh, elsewhere. Mm. And then the superstar spine over the last decade and a bit, they'll get it done. Yeah. He hasn't found those players through the middle this year. Yeah. And it's not single, singling out any of those individuals because they've all done okay jobs, but uh, collaboratively through their pack, he, he hasn't found them. I will say, regardless of all of that, you know, I've, we've spoken about a lot on this show. Over the past 24 months, they've lost Tino, Dalfanukin, Cheese, 
Bromwich Brothers, Corfusi, probably someone else. All of that does not excuse a 65% completion rate in a prelim. Just on that note, you look at, you know, the 2020 grand final, the last premiership they won, which realistically it wasn't that long ago. Mm. It was four years ago this week. Their forward pack, Bromwich, Smith, Welsh, Corfusi, Kenny Bromwich, Nass, Cheese, Tino, Finucane. The only ones that are still there are Christian Welsh mm. and Nass. All the rest of them have been gone. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think people respect – oh, not respect. I don't think people appreciate the fact that they've essentially lost their whole forward pack um, and they're still in a prelim. Like, it is yeah. pretty incredible. And and by Melbourne standards, you like, you'd sit down and go, like, come on, give me a bit of – cut some slack and maybe being a little bit harsh, but because they made a preliminary final again – but they lost week one and week three of the finals cumulatively 64 to four. Mm. They snuck past the Roosters who had been pretty ordinary all year with a kick on the buzzer across field. At like, home. Like, yeah, at home. Like, sure, a preliminary final on face value, that's a damn good result. But the way they went through the finals, well, you know, no one at the Storm's going to be sitting there going, oh, you know, we had a good year. Well, I mean, they, put it this way, even Storm fans, at any point this whole season, aside from maybe once where you're like, we're, we're a real shot here. Mm. I, I feel like it's been such a stop-start season for them. And it's our, I, I think it's a testament to their incredible grit as a club that they are where they are. But unfortunately, when you just look at this this roster, I just don't know if it has it in it to take it the next step. Uh, they need to make some recruits. But as I said, disregarding all that, what will be the most disappointing is that it doesn't matter about roster. 65% completion rate yeah. in a prelim. And I feel like... That's where you miss your older leaders. I just, when you're completing at 65%, and I know Cam Munster's a really experienced player and he's, what, 27, 28 now, but Cam Munster's always been a bit of a rogue. You know, he's he's definitely a leader in his own way. I do think that they miss a player out there that's out there for 60 to 80 minutes that can not allow this kind of stuff to happen, that can pull the boys in. Uh, ironically, all you have to do is go back to their grand final win. They come out, they play almost perfectly, 20-0 to the uh, Panthers, come out and it's like 24-4, whatever it is. Then they start throwing stupid offloads. Who was the bloke that got them all in the huddle and started pointing fingers and going, boys, what the fuck Mm. are we doing? It was Cameron Smith, the the old experienced veteran. Um, And I just think when you look at this roster now, who's the guy that can do that? with as much weight behind him as a guy like Smithy. Now, obviously, no one's going to have as much weight as Smithy, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and just to back up that point, the Melbourne Storm have not won a sudden death game since Smith retired. They, they haven't really fired a shot. Yeah. Wow. They beat, they beat Manly finals week one of 2021, and then they beat, who'd they beat well, last week? The Roosters off the kick. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So the Roosters one, sorry, that was a sudden death game. It was by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Like, we're talking. So they've won two finals games from, I think, six or seven since then. Uh, it was interesting. I interviewed Bellamy on the captain's run last week and I said, you know, it, rebuild's a bad word and it's not something that I assume you'd ever, ever use. But is this like a transition phase for you or whatever? And he said, no. He said, first of all, like, rebuild's not a thing, like blah, 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 which is that's why he's so great. Yeah. But he did say at the start of the year, our whole goal was to get the best out of the roster that we have right now. Um, and I think the most disappointing thing for Bellamy is, is that, I would say a loss in the prelim is probably pretty much the best out of your roster that you can get, but it's the way they lost the prelim that I think yeah. Bellamy is going to be super disappointed at. It's the fact that they rocked up and arguably had one of their worst games all season, and that game was in the balance in the first 20, and they really could have executed, and they didn't. 
Um, the beauty of it is for for them that oh, this is so much easier said than done. But you know, with, with the, the recruitment they've had in the past, they've still got this superstar spy, and hopefully, pa- Pappy's thereabouts early next year to come back in at fullback, regardless whether it's Fialogo or if it's Meany. They can just find two middle forwards out there. They don't have to be superstars, mm. but just to prop up their middles. Do they have anyone coming next year? Well, reports were they went pretty hard after Tino. So that says what they're There's money to. there somewhere. Must have some biggie. They got yeah. money, and it says that they are clearly identified they need a couple of big boys in the middle there. So if they can find two, they don't have to be superstars, yeah. like all of a sudden you've got a premiership winning roster again with For that sure. spine. They're absolutely... Only one or two players away from a premiership yeah. roster. You know, like, uh, he's not playing in the NRL at the moment. He's over there in the Super Leaders and rumours of him coming back. But, geez, I would go and get Takiaho in a heartbeat. Mm. Yeah. I wonder what his body's like, whether he could, I guess... I mean, if he's coming back to the Roosters, as oh, Bulldogs as reported, and we know how hard they're training, mm. but I wonder, could his body withstand the rigours of Storm, front, the king front rower? See, I'd be going aggressive with a guy like Terrell May. I'd be yeah, trying to get guys like him down. Yeah. Um, I would have really gone hard at a guy like Flegler. I know he's just signed with the Dolphins, but when he was coming off contract, mm. he's a guy I would have identified to go after. Um, I mean, even even a guy like Spencer Lino they could have used. Uh, now, I know he's not going to be a long-minute player, but what have we talked about? Quick play the ball through the middle. Like, he would have helped. I mean, he's almost similar to Cheese. I think they really miss Cheese. Um, another start that's really disappointing as well, and maybe it's because they were just out of gas because they tried so hard. They missed 50 tackles. The Melbourne Storm missed 50 tackles in a prelim. Yeah, and that's sort of what I heard Cam Munster talking after the game about how big their preseason needs to be just to find their DNA in defence again. I do think think we speak about it a lot, but I do think their DNA, it's definitely still there. Like, they got to a prelim through pure grit, but I do think that they're not as confident in, in that, as they have been in yesteryear of who they are on the field when things get tough? Well, I think you, you could start to see that last year. I think they, they finished sixth. They went out against the Raiders finals week one. And then in the midst of that year, the guys that own the DNA all went, we're going to the Dolphins. Mm. Like yeah. They've lost mm. a lot in the oh, last year or so. Huge. As I said, basically their whole forward pack, except for two players from two years ago, three years yeah. ago, Unbelievable! It's crazy. Yeah, and you look at like DNA wise, like they might not have played finals and whatever, and they might have finished fifth last. So whatever the fuck you want, but the DNA you could see was yeah. present for the Dolphins mm. through those Melbourne boys. Yeah. Another problem, and I'm sorry to be Debbie Downer, but they're almost heading into next year. Like even their whole their centers aren't locked in. Mm-hmm. Seve unfortunately had a very poor game. Olam. His confidence just looks shot. Like, he doesn't look like the same player, unfortunately. I hate to say it, but I reckon that might be Olam's last game for Melbourne. You reckon? They obviously had no confidence in him going into the finals. Him and Munster were just on... I've never seen an edge be so bad for Melbourne before. Maybe I'm forgetting games, but... They capitulated. They were awful. And you could tell how frustrated Munster was. I I don't know. I hope... I I think he'd be a great signing for someone to have a crack somewhere. I don't know. I I was watching that just thinking... That's the first try. It's like... Olam, what are you thinking, Bruss? Like, yeah. like you're not like, it's, yeah. He, he just his head is just not there this year, which yeah. is, again, we're talking about a Dallium centre, and he signed on till 26. Yeah, okay, okay. Watch that space. Um, Seve, Remus Smith on the wing. You know, played 80 minutes, 10 runs for 55 meters. Like, he's a big boy. 
But once again, Remus, like, he was playing centre last year and I thought he was really good I there. thought he was good too. I was surprised he wasn't at centre. But, but, like, clearly he's not been playing that well yeah. at centre because otherwise they would have put him there because it's not like they've got a dearth of centres just ready to go. It's like they suddenly went from the centres that had worked for them for a few years to picking anyone else. Yeah. Very strange. Very, and, and also what I think is strange is it coincides together. Yeah. Usually it's like one of them that's not going that well, but for both of them to go, see you later, into resis and then bring you back and they struggle. Um, oh, I probably don't have enough understanding of it and it's probably a guy Bellamy to sort it out, but like I wonder, like, Olam come in there in that game. Defensively, he looked out of sorts. Young Tottenham Payer looked out of sorts before. I wonder if it is it centres or is it something with that edge? I, honestly, if, if uh, Pappy is good, but Olongo is good, I would train Meany at centre, centre all off-season because we all know yep. Meany will do the job. So you put a bit of bulk on him. We know he's he's a real team bloke. And I I, I want to be really clear about what I was saying earlier. I still think Meany's a good NRL yeah. player. I'm not saying that he's bad at all. I'm just saying that extra step. He absolutely deserves to be in that 17. He's been one of their best all year. But is he not the perfect guy to fill a hole and do a good job that needs to be filled? Like, he is the guy. He's the Out of all the back line... He's the one guy that really represents right now what it is to be a Storm player. There was a moment a few weeks ago when Pappy first came on the field in one of those first games back, and he ran out. You could see he ran over to Nick Meany, and he sort of you could see he was like body language. Oh, you're going to go to centre, and before he could even say it, Nick Meany went, "I'm centre, yeah. I'm good," and just went just went straight to do a job. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So yeah, a whole off season there. I think a good doing well, 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 good. Really weird, <laughs> soft Solomona. Played 34 minutes. His and end of season has been very yeah, strange. Yeah, and, and like, again, there'd there be reasoning for it, and it's, it's bellyache, I'm sure it was sound, whatever the reasoning was. We played 34 minutes. We knew going into this game that Melbourne had issues with their middles. We knew that if there were any chance, they had to aim up in the middle. And Nass was the man. You know, maybe it's putting too much pressure on Nass, but he was the bloke who had to step up. Played the first 17 minutes. Then nothing was the pushing incident on Cleary, and there was a break of what felt like about five minutes. It was long, mm. and at the end of it, he got taken off. When he would have been fine, like physically, came off, came back on at the fiftieth minute of that game, and I believe it was when Christian Welch went off for a HIA. So maybe he was due to come on anyway, but came on again at the fiftieth minute. I'm like, surely you need to get bigger minutes out of that bloke in, in this game. The other thing was when he came off in the seventeenth minute. You see who he came, who came on for him? Harry Grant. Mm. That's surely not in the plan. Why wouldn't you have those two Together. on the field at the same time? That Maybe Billy Ake's like, but he's about to get put in the Yeah, that, I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. I reckon he thought that he was about to... Because Nelson know, will throw punches. Or something. Wow. Yeah. M- maybe, but... And I get that as well, but yeah. surely he just goes, we need this bloke yeah. out here. And surely he's senior enough to go, mate, you, you got a bit of a hothead, but rein it in, get yeah. the message out to him. But I, I agree with you. That's all definitely a bit surprising. I would love to know the insights. But even just his physicality in the back end of the mm. season, I've been surprised at. Like on the weekend, six runs for 40 metres, 11 post-contact. Maybe carrying something or something. Maybe, maybe that's why low minutes. Maybe yeah. that's And I, look, I know fans hate that or if you say, but he, he must be. So, he's either happen. not happy off the field or he's injured because mm. this is Nelson Asofa Nelson Asofa Solomona that we're talking about here. He busts through the best forward packs you know. Like he is against the Broncos. We're getting pumped. And he was the only guy that, sorry, they were getting pumped and he was the only guy that looked dangerous. Like his last five weeks running meters, 40, 81, 104, 118, 83. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. From your strike middle forward. From a guy like him we know is genuinely one of the most dangerous forwards in the competition. Like some of his numbers early in the year, 158, 170, 145, 180. See, that's a huge, huge mm. drop-off. I'm picking out the best ones, but still, like, come on. Well, that's, I mean, that's what you would expect off a guy off on a big w- yeah. wicket. Yeah. Um, and he is your impact player. Yeah. So, yeah, it really strange whatever's going on there. He, maybe he's injured, maybe... To be fair, has any player in this Storm side, aside from Nick Meany, really been their best this year? Yeah, and I, I mean, that's what I, and, and I am guilty of it more than anyone, just expecting so much from Nass. Yeah. Just because I know what he's capable yeah. of. Like the last three weeks, I've sat here in the week going, this has to be the biggest game of NASA's career. Yeah, yeah, for sure. None of them have been well, it, close it, to it. It comes from genuine respect for NASA. Yeah, respect for how like, good he is. Yeah. Oh, mate, he is unbelievable. And the fact that he's gotten through as many games as he had as the size that he is, yeah. it's nothing short of a miracle. And it, you're right, it is a bit unfair on NASA because you're like, hang on a sec, what about all the other front rowers that have been playing all year that haven't really been delivering, yeah. uh, unfortunately? I, I just would have thought over the last three weeks, and I agree, I think there must be an injury or something, because he went Haas, Collins, Fish. Mm. Like, for me, I just would have thought that would have been such a huge opportunity for a guy like him to stamp his authority. Yeah. Yeah, really, really disappointing end to the season. I do... They've been super gutsy. We've, we've spoken about all their downfalls, but the key disappointment for me, it's not the fact they lost, or even by how much they lost. It's the effort areas that Storm are known for that they usually don't get beaten in. It's the 65% completion and the 50 missed tackles mm. that you go, that's not how you want to end your year. Yeah. Now, maybe it's because they're gassed. I mean, look, when you look at these stats, it's like, this looks like a tired footy team because we all know they're better than that. They're absolutely better than that. Um, Can I ask you, uh, the week before, they beat the Roosters on the last play with a kick crossfield. Who do you reckon would have done better against Penrith? Melbourne or the Roosters? Roosters. Yeah. I, I mean... I said in the messages, I thought Roosters deserved to win that game. Mm. Stupid statement because obviously Melbourne did because they won the game. But I thought Roosters, for most of the game, until it counted, were the better side. Um, I think Roosters absolutely give them more trouble. Interesting, isn't it? Like that, that they've just got that grit that Melbourne had for yeah. years on years on years. It's, I mean, to be fair, when you look at their rosters, like at least in the forward pack, like that Roosters forward yeah, pack. Yeah, more of a pack. Fucking... Hectic compared to. Them. I think it's interesting though. Like, look at Craig Bellamy. He got the end to the end of 2016, and they got beat by Cronulla. They got outground, grinded in the grand final, and Bellamy went, "You know what? We need to change our game." They came into 2017 and played a more expansive brand. They almost need to now find a way to get back to that grind. Yeah. Mm. So it's a He'll do big it. test for He'll Bellamy. You'll find a way. And the key is, and Timmy, you've already alluded to it. The key is they've got a world class spine, mm. so it's really only one or two. Whereas, what's the problem that all these bottom tier? Club's face. No six, no seven, no one. And you're like, how do you go ahead and find that? Whereas they're guaranteed locked in for the next whatever years, uh, origin level spine. The best spine in the world. Well, yeah. When Pappy is back, Mm. you've got Pappy, Munster, Hughes and Grant all playing as good as they can play. Easily the best spine. Isn't it amazing like that you can have a spine like that and still be off by so much? And still get so dominated by Mitch Kenny, Dylan Edwards, 
Cleary and Luai. Yeah. Everyone says Luai's overrated. I don't think so, but that's the, the yarn. Kenny just goes about his business. Edwards is seen as the battler fullback. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And yet they go out and put a clinic on Munster Hughes Grant. Yeah. Which is just incredible by the Penny Panthers. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com <laughs> 